Welcome to the Start, Scale, Succeed podcast with me, your host, Nicole Higgins, the Buy and Retail Coach, sharing tips, advice, and insight from entrepreneurs that have just launched to multi-million pound business owners. We will be discussing the challenges they faced, advice they would give, and the milestones they achieved and how they got there. Also joining me will be a broad range of experts with some tips and practical how-tos, episodes that will help your business grow and to enable you to live the life you crave. The types of experts that you'll hear from will be those that you will find beneficial as you start and scale your business, from branding and social media experts to mindset coaches and PR marketing. There will also be solo episodes from me discussing a variety of topics from sourcing to maximizing the profit in your business. of Start, Scale, Succeed, and I am talking to Martin Durant, founder of Out of the Grey, a mental resilience and well-being advocate. And we are going to be talking all about how to build your resilience, how you can manage stress better, and some coping strategies for you to do that. Thanks very much, Martin, for joining me today. Thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to speak to you. Before we go into, and we were chatting a little bit before I've hit record, you've got quite a story in terms of how you came to this and how you, you know, it, you became interested in this subject and you've gone through quite a bit. Give me the short version. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my best. Um, right. Really short version. Back in 2014, after eight years of things going weirdly wrong with me, I was finally diagnosed with MS. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of think that was a real blessing. It was a, a relief. I wasn't going mad. There was something going on with me. And from then, um, if I look at myself, honestly, I was overweight, a poor diet. I was quite judgmental, single-minded, pig-headed. You know, I'm selling myself a, a horrible picture, really. <laughs> I'd let myself go a little bit. Lack of exercise. Um no excuse. And thankfully, I got diagnosed with MS. And I, I mean that sincerely because I have found OMS, Overcoming Multiple Sclerosis, was a charity and it was a real lifeline for me. So I completely changed the way I am. Um, I changed my eating plan. I eat a whole food diet now with fish. So effectively, I'm a fish eating vegan. I started exercising. I started meditation. Um, I do yoga, Pilates, stretch classes. Mm-hmm. So it's real lifeline. Fast forward to 2020. I got a phone call from my neurologist because I have annual MRI scans because I've got MS. And they said they did, they seen something they didn't like the look of. It needed further investigations. Um, fast forward to October 21. After further investigations, it was deemed that I did have a brain tumour and they luckily they could operate on it. And nine hours later, I came out of surgery. The surgery was a success, but it was a likely outcome. I woke up paralysed in the hospital bed down the left-hand side of my body because of where the tumour was. It was highly likely that I would experience paralysis down the left-hand side. Knowing that and the reality of that is two different things. The reality of it, I bed baths, I couldn't move. I had to learn to eat, walk, talk again. And it was a real humbling experience. I'm so grateful that I had MS because they found the tumour before it had done too much damage. And I lived to sell the towel. But because of that, um, within the ward, four patients on the ward, we had all had neurological um, illnesses. I became the cheerleader. I kept the spirits up. I get the spirits high and I get comments like, you should do this professionally. You should speak to people about sharing your experience because you've got a story to tell and people will want to listen. And I wish I had a bit of what you have, Martin. And I thought, 
why have I got this? Um, and during the recovery, I then spent some time. I, I took a course in di- diploma in teaching meditation. I did a level two in mental health awareness and mental health advocacy in the workplace. And I'm currently doing a diploma in mindful CBT. And are you still paralyzed down one side of your body or did you, come back? Did you have work to do to come up? Uh, I've I've still got weakness in the left hand side, um, but I'm 90 percent there. So it's it's still improving every day. Um, shoelaces are still a challenge sometimes. They really are. And the finest dexterity elements are still there, uh, still a challenge. So you've been through the mill. Yes, yes. And come out the other side to to live to tell the tale in terms of and and changed your whole mindset really from 2014 to to where you are now. So we're going to talk about mental resilience and why it's important and how people can build it. Because some people think you're resilient or you're not. You've got a growth mindset or you've got or you're not, you know. And I think it would be interesting to for you to explain what is mental resilience and why is it important? Yeah, perfect. Um, Mental resilience essentially is the ability to bounce back. It's the ability to not dwell on a situation and to bounce back and don't let any certain situation drag you down for too long. You know, if if you're, if a sad thing happens, it's right to feel sad. But if you can continue to feel sad when the external environment doesn't reflect that, then you're out of kilt a little bit. So what I believe mental resilience is, is something you can learn, by the way. It's not it's not a trait you're born with. It's something you can learn. It's like everything. You know, you learn to drive. The first time, if you think about the first time you got behind the wheel, if you do drive, um, you're thinking, oh, my goodness, how can I do this? So it's a skill that you can learn. Absolutely. So it's it's the bounce back ability. I coin that phrase a lot. It's It doesn't stave off. It doesn't make you not suffer from mental health. It allows you to spot the signs, catch it early and then bounce and, and take it for what it is and bounce back far quicker. And if you do need professional advice, you can seek it earlier. And are the signs different for everybody else in terms of when they would need to seek that help? Hundred percent, yes. Because if you could, if you're depressed or have anxiety or not sleeping, so they're all different sides, but they're all under the umbrella of mental health, aren't they? So if you if you know you are potentially suffering from a certain area, it, the further research I've been doing on this, Nicole, it, it's scary. So a lot of it stems from learned behaviour. So you are not born with mental health issues. You may have a, you think you have a predisposition. Uh, predisposed of of having mental health but that's in reality that's not not the case your dna doesn't give you mental health so it's environmental factors that you know it can stem from early age but if you think if you get to i'm 50 next month i've had 35 years of bad habits forming me and they become second nature they're they're highways they're built in and what i've had to do myself is unlearn the bad habits and learn new things to cope with situations far better so i'm much calmer now than i used to be i'm much less volatile than i used to be and i'm more empathetic than i used to be and they're all good traits to have so just be kind to yourself and in terms of how can people unlearn the behavior that they've learned or how can let's not talk about unlearning the behavior i suppose how can people become more resilient okay so there are there's it sounds a bit fluffy but 
you need to be if i was in a room nicole and i asked people who's your biggest critic i i dare say a vast majority of those would say i'm the biggest critic and if you ask that same set of people who's your biggest cheerleader who's your biggest fan they have to really dwell on it and it, it, in essence you should be your biggest fan yeah. not your biggest critic so that's the changing if change your inner dialogue first and foremost so be positive about yourself because your brain doesn't know you, you, your mind thinks of negative things and your brain doesn't realize that because it, it provokes the same chemical reaction so it it sounds fluffy but be positive be kind to yourself and that's the quickest way and stop the negative thoughts and st have positive conversations you've got this you can do this you're a star and just have those positive affirmations and that's and you know things like moderate exercise maintain a healthy life good quality sleep and that's easier said than done but there's things you can do for that create an environment that you are looking after yourself first and foremost and i think as well in terms of recognizing the good that you've achieved or what you know in terms of congratulating yourself patting yourself on the back when you've achieved the goals that you've achieved you know because i think a lot of us don't realize we've gone through things and you've survived it you know you know obviously a lot of people won't have gone through what you've gone through but you know the small you know sm much smaller things like having a bad week of sales having a you know something going wrong in the business you've come through it the other side and it's recognizing that you have the tools to do that and you know you have come through certain things you know so I think recognizing what you've achieved as well is important to congratulate yourself and not give yourself a hard time so much. Hundred percent. Yeah. Look for the positives and rather than the negatives. So and and then if all else fails, if you if you draw a line in today and fast forward a year and whatever you're worried about now, will it really matter in a year's time? Yeah. And, and often, most often, it's not the case. It, it's not going to matter. It's just so insignificant. It's just a, a moment in time, a moment today today was a good day doesn't guarantee tomorrow is a bad day or a good day it is what it is so live in the moment and that's that's the meditation part of me live in the moment so some of the tools that i use or i would suggest i'm fast forward am i fast forwarding the questions you've asked so top and towel the day a mindful minute i know people find it really difficult to meditate oh, i haven't got the time to meditate i would argue that's if you haven't got the time to meditate that needs means you need to edit even more priority to meditate but top and tail of the day so if you drive to work before you get into the office in the car or on the train or when it with whatever the case may be just take a minute to reflect just literally just present and ground yourself and at the end of the day whatever that is you know before you walk into the house just take another mindful minute and then that bookends the day so you you are living you know the morning before you leave the house you're you're in the mo in, in the moment before you go into work, you're in the moment again. At, at the end of the day, you're in the moment again. And that time to reflect is really beneficial, really useful. Um, the other thing that I would suggest, a walk if you can, 15 minute walk, you know, you know, you clear, you get bombarded. I work from home, I guess you work from home. So it's really easy to skip lunch and work into the hours because you get lost in yourself. Just take time to for yourself because you're you've only got one life. We've only got one life. Look after yourself because you're never going to lay on your deathbed thinking, I wish I'd worked harder. I wish I'd had a bigger car. I wish my house was bigger. All these things. If you lay on your deathbed and I didn't lay on my deathbed, but I had that. 
feeling yeah that reflection time you know I'll, I'll tell you now one of the hardest things I did is I wrote letters for the two girls if things didn't turn out well and that was really really hard that was the time that I I felt my lowest but I had to do it because I wanted to make sure they knew how I felt about them and what I wanted them to achieve in their lives and that's a really grounding experience as well there'll be nothing more that I think that would ground you than writing letters potential goodbye letters to your children if you don't come through a surgery and you mentioned meditation there as a mindful minute and meditation as part of coping strategies that have helped you and an exercise what other kind of coping strategies have you found or people that you work with find effective it's along the lines of meditation but 7-11 breathing have you heard of that mm-hmm. count in for seven count okay. out yeah. count 11 breathing out and just a couple of rounds of that just getting in the present moment is my biggest coping mechanism it really is so cloud out all the noise and just focus on your breathing and and just focus on on that kind of thing and that that is my number one trick so have you heard of Wim Hof yes I have I know he's the swimmer isn't he he's the he's the cold he's the ice man yeah 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 he's the, the I know he's got something to do with freezing cold but I would very much imagine it's probably mind over matter is it or what's his well like- yeah, he he does this breathing exercise, again, breathing exercise, because it's all around the breathing, because you're breathing in the clean air, fresh air, you're breathing out the toxins, if you like. Um, and just if you do one round of the Wim Hof breathing exercise, it's amazing. You know, a couple of rounds, you're holding your breath for three minutes and that's not possible. But if I did an exercise with you, a couple of rounds of it, you'd be able to hold your breath for three minutes. And there's no way in the world I'd be able to do that. And I guarantee you would be. And that's something that I do in a class as well to prove that point. So I just think be kind to people. Uh, If you show acts of kindness, it's proven that you release serotonin or dopamine or endorphins. So the feel good chemicals. And that all comes from being kind to people, being kind to yourself and just doing nice gestures. So you don't have to be grand gestures. Just be kind to yourself because that provokes a whole host of chemicals that are good for your system and good for your well-being. What about managing stress then? Because obviously this can be, you know, if you aimed at, we're talking to kind of product businesses here, people that want to start a product business. So we've got a lot of, you know, like a lot of us do have a lot of plates spinning and it can get stressful. You know, you can become quite stressful. How would you suggest that people, what takes techniques they can do to manage stressful situations? Okay. I, stress isn't a real thing. I get stressed. I'm sure you get stressed. We all get stressed, but stress is an internal thing is something that we because i can put you under pressure you can have a deadline that's pressurized but stress comes from within so if you control that inner story that inner thought plan and if you're feeling stressed and we all do from time just take a step back take a moment back and think right okay is running around like a headless chicken gonna get me the optimum results or is it doing it in a timely fashion? I know, a build from your experience. I know I can do this. If you've got a deadline, it's invariably not the first deadline you've had to hit. Yeah. So build the blocks in place, build the strategy in place so that you know, oh, right, stop worrying about it, Martin. I can do this. I know I can do this. I've got a bank of experience and knowledge that I can do to pull from. And that's the point that I, I, I would say. So trust yourself, 
tell yourself the positive thoughts and don't go, oh, I'm never going to be able to do this. I can't do this. Is not a phrase you... There's no such word as can't. We always all taught that as kids. How can I do this? How can I make this happen? I will make this happen. What can I do to make it happen? So put yourself in the mon- positive mindset. And it, it, it's amazing. It, it, it really is amazing. And what makes some people more resilient than others? Practice, I think. It, it, if you've got years of having that negative mindset, you just need to retrain. And it's not an overnight thing, Nicole. I, it, you're not going to get one person on a session do one session with them and they're going to be fixed. It, it's it's a lot of commitment from them. You know, if if you could take a pill, that would mean your mental well-being would be amazing for the rest of your life and you would never get stress. And what would that pill be worth to you? Be worth thousands, wouldn't it? But this is a, a pharmacological free, completely free. The only commitment you've got to have is your time. And are you willing to invest in your future and your well-being? And that's the question you ask yourself. And if you're not, I can't help you. If you are, we can work together. And that's the fundamental of it. So if you want to, it's like, I haven't got the commitment. People smoke. They know smoking's bad for them, but they, you know, they do anyway. If they want to give up, they want to give up. They can give up. And I think you've got to have the fortitude and the desire to achieve and then you can help yourself. And it's it's really it's a really simple process. Be kind to yourself, trust yourself, and you've got the capability. Ama- human beings are amazing. We've got amazing abilities, but we don't use them or we use them in a negative way. When you were paralyzed from one side, going into, you know, before that happened, but just going through everything that you went through, what kind of conversations were you having with yourself to switch that mindset? from say a fixed mindset or, you know, to more of a growth mindset and to be more positive, what kind of conversations were you having? I know you were doing the meditation, but were you visualizing? Were you, you know, and how did you protect yourself from others around you? Cause I know, cause a lot of other people can have negativity that you can take on board as well. Yeah. hundred percent. How did you, you know, how did you work through that? Um, I said things like, I'm so lucky they found it early. And isn't it amazing that I've, got MS and they found it early and it hasn't rooted in. Um, and then I had meetings with the neurologist and he, uh, the, sur- the neurosurgeon, sorry, because it's really weird. I've got MS and the, the, the neurosurgeon for the brain tumor, they're completely different people. So I've got a neurosurgeon, a neurologist and a GP. And it's really weird. I've got three people looking after me. <laughs> um, I just kept thinking, we've got this. It, I'm so lucky and they can operate. And they don't believe it's a a nasty one. It hasn't rooted into anything else. And because they found it early, it hadn't done too much damage. And I think that's the the, the story. I'm I'm so lucky they found it and it's going to be all right. It's one of, if Carlsberg gave brain tumors, I've got the Carlsberg brain tumor. And that's what I said to myself. So it's, I don't know whether I believed that initially, but because I kept saying it over and over again, it, 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 it was the, glass half full rather than half empty I wasn't a victim I've never been a victim and I haven't allowed my mindset to be that and from a negativity of other people then um how did you because you know we'll be in situations and not as serious as yours I would hope but but we'll be in situations that oh you shouldn't do that I don't think the business is going to work or maybe you should shut it or maybe you should do you know and people kind of putting on you their opinions that may not be as positive as 
you would like how do you um deal with things like that when other people are negative and you're trying to say like oh I'm in my lane I'm positive this is what you know how do you kind of shut that out that's an amazing question do you know what I, I put a note on there my GP when he found out what was going on he said oh Martin I pray for you I pray for you and I'm like doc it's all right it's all right I've got it it's <laughs> don't worry I think I have such belief and positivity I block it out I I have that kind of I'm not hearing the negative I'll soak up all the positive stuff you know as I mentioned earlier on the wall you should be a cheerleader Martin you're you're amazing I take that on all all day long but I I wouldn't have the negativity I wouldn't allow it to change my mindset and I is that a pig-headed attitude I don't know uh it's just the way I've I am I don't think it's pig-headed I think you know it's important for people to be focused on what they're doing and, you know, focus on their goals and what they want to achieve. And other people might sometimes try and steer them down a different route or take or say, oh, I don't know, isn't that risky? Or, you know, should you really do that? Do you want to stay in your full-time job and not start that side hustle or, you know, whatever it might be. And I think it's, it's the belief and the repetition and just the, and when times are tough to just, you know, keep moving forwards, one foot in front of the other. That's all you can do. Absolutely. I mean, it's the same in business, right? I mean, you, you, everyone that starts a business, there's always someone going, oh, what about this? Or oh, what about that? What about that? They're the doomsayers, the, you know, the naysayers, if I you call like. Mood, I've worked have, with mood hoovers. That's what I call them, mood hoovers. And I have worked absolutely, with Absolutely, yeah. And and in, and they're probably saying it because they're risk adverse themselves. They, they 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 say it with the right intentions. They don't mean ill by it potentially, um, but you have to cloud those out. You know, you have to believe if you've got the belief to start something. And this is a business podcast, isn't it? You know, you have the belief to start something. Just start it. Back yourself. You know, if 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 you don't back yourself, things would never get off the ground. Mm-hmm. And that's the same with any any walk of life so i believed in myself and i convinced myself enough i i create it was i didn't did i believe it initially yeah listen getting told you got a brain tumor it was a, is a real kick in the teeth um the biggest thing for me over that 18 month period the biggest loss for me was that in april 21 i had two seizures and i had to surrender my driving license And I was more worried about not being able to drive than a brain tumour. How crazy is that? But thank you so much, Martin, for joining me today. And people can find you on Out of the Grey uh, on LinkedIn. So we're going to link that um, later on as well. So you can find out how to work with you. And if you enjoyed listening to this week's podcast, I'll be back again next week with another great guest. But thank you very much, Martin. I've enjoyed the conversation. I'm very much glad that you've got over that brain tumour and that you're here to help us become more resilient and advocate well-being in the workplace. Thank you so much, Nicole.